0: Hey guys, Tasha McCaskill here, creator of Black Girls in Media. Black Girls in Media is a professional networking organization created to support and uplift minority women in the media industry. This podcast is brought to you as an extension of Black Girls in Media to continue to share the stories of your favorite media trailblazers, to provide insight on what it takes to break into the media industry and so much more. We hope you all enjoy the show. Please subscribe to the show if you haven't already, share with your friends, and rate us as well wherever you listen to us. Let's get into the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Tasha here, and today I have a very special guest. I know I say that every time, but... Everyone is special. That's why they're on the show. So, right. So, today we have Abigail Loth. I had to have Abby on the show because we met in Atlanta, but of course, like I already followed her on Instagram because just of her like motivating posts and things like that. And we went to, um, What was that event?
1: I totally forgot the name of it, but it was for some hair company. Um, And it was a private event. And it's amazing. I don't remember the name, but it was was a really very empowering event that
0: I was so blessed to
1: meet you at.
0: Yes, for sure. And y'all, she just radiates this positive energy. And I... (laughs) I need that type of energy in my life so yeah we stay connected and I just had to have her on the show because I feel like she has a lot of knowledge to share and she has an amazing story and she's just a great person to learn from oh thank you so much girl likewise
1: I'm honored to be on here honored to have this conversation with you i feel as if we're both like-minded women so i do believe that we'll be able to create a space for women to understand and receive the knowledge but then also turn the knowledge into wisdom you know what i mean exactly for sure so
0: yeah so just a little bit more about abby so she is the creator of women empowerment 101 and she's a sought-after speaker, mentor, and a trainer. Her impactful empowerment assignments have helped hundreds of women find and pursue their purpose in life despite any unfair and broken start. Abby is anointed with the ability to create wholeness and fearlessness into anyone who has their attention, and that is so right. Abby utilizes her story and insurmountable obstacles and faith to build purpose and passion into others. Her specific and actionable strategies have allowed her to create strength, peace, and substance with her audience, moreover, allowing her to pursue her dream of enabling others to find faith and release fear each day of their life. So without further ado, we're going to get into it. Thanks again, Let's do it. No problem. So, if you could just tell everyone more about you, you can take us to like day one of Abby's life. Okay. And yeah. Okay, awesome. So,
1: I was born on September 25th, 1996, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, I was born at Women's Hospital. I remember that hospital so vivid. I don't know why, but it's called Women's Hospital and I was born to my mom, Hannah. She's Ethiopian and my father, Oswaldo, he's from Angola that's in South Africa. And so my upbringing was pretty strict, um, you know, having African parents and their Um, their life idea, I guess, was just to get us into a good school and to get us good jobs. And that was like a great life to them because that's what was trained to them, you know? And so anyway, they, um... They ended up moving us away from Baton Rouge and we moved back to Africa. And I was was there till I was like three years old, but I would get sick a lot. So, um, and the hospitals wasn't that great then. So they just said, okay, let's move her back to, you know, Louisiana. So I moved back to Louisiana and I went to private school um, all the way up until I was in high school. But, um, so I was, you know, taught Christianity, like my whole life, it was just the foundation of my, I guess, I don't really want to say religion, because I I actually, it's not even that I don't believe in it anymore. I awaken to a lot more other things. So I consider myself now more of a spiritual being than a religious person. Um, But anyway, so I went to Christian school my whole life. That's kind of where I got my foundation with God. Um, But when I was around the age of nine, my mom got a better job in Atlanta. So we would pack up and we moved to Atlanta. And I was still in private school here. Um, But once I got to high school, there was this very good magnet program school in Atlanta that, you know, it was just being taught talked about everywhere so my mom decided to put my brother and I in this public magnet school um which showed me I kind of always knew I was popular but I guess just being this is my first time in a public school you know I'm the new girl I'm the block and stuff my my vibes and my personality has always been vibrant my whole life so it's like I don't know I just always attract people like people are just attracted to me I don't know but um so I became very popular there and um I guess that's kind of where it started like my love just for women and so I started doing cheerleading and and then we were able to like a you know, a sisterhood. When you go to your practices and stuff, it's like a sisterhood. You look forward to those moments. It's more so for me, it was like a, a getaway kind of thing, you know? So anyway, as I got older, um, I wasn't in extracurricular activities no more. So I started, you know, I didn't really have that sisterhood unless I'm hanging with my homegirls, you know? So anyway, um... I just got an idea. It was, it was, I feel like it was just really God sent. And when I would go through my lonely stages in life, or just not really sure um, of what I wanted to do, or even just being the black sheep in my family, I always looked for something else. Like I always looked for that comfort zone and I realized I really had that comfort when I would be around other like-minded women, you know. Um, so that's really where the women empowerment idea I'm about because I always craved it, like my whole life. I always wanted a sister. I only have a brother. You know, so I just always craved it. Um it was just instilled in me. And then, then God blessed me with the idea, and I just really ran with it. so that is a that's a little i know I'm kind of all over the place <laughs> yeah. but um that's that's really where the interest came in, right. but the momentum right because I feel like there's there's different stages of planting a seed, that's so right. the seed was already planted, you know, like growing up. But the momentum and the drive and the, I want to say the grit for it really came like through, you know, awakening. Um, and that came through, you know, life obstacles and stuff like that. But the, the passion for it and the compassion for it was always there my whole life. I feel like.
0: Nice. Are you a Virgo?
1: actually i'm a libra i'm dating a virgo though
0: (laughs) oh how's that i'm a virgo i'm the 21st but i think i'm the last day
1: oh no i thought that because he's the 27th oh Oh, you're the 21st of september
0: yeah oh okay okay he's the
1: 20th august oh okay yeah Yeah. how's that it's (laughs) awesome actually it's amazing um you guys let me tell you about you guys (laughs) y'all are very like what's the word y'all first of all y'all are smart as hell okay y'all are so like just your intelligence it was it's natural it was just in you guys right Hmm. um but y'all are kind of like emotionless or at least y'all hide it well what yes. I noted uh-huh. y'all hide it y'all y'all do have emotions um but y'all act of like your your love language to me I don't know everybody could be different I know his is like acts of service he his, the way he gives his love is like provide or just service like you know what I mean it's like I don't want for anything but that's the way he gives his love the way I actually receive my love my um love language is words of affirmation quality time well his is quality time too but like I noticed there's two different ways like giving and receiving so like the way he receives love he does it He freaking does not Like, he loves the words of Affirmate. Like, he loves for me to talk to him, like, handsome face, all that kind of stuff, baby him. But as far as, like, holidays, stuff like that, babe, what do you want for Christmas? Babe, I just want you. You're the best gift I could have ever received. And I'm like, okay, babe, but now it's about you. What do you want for Christmas? right, Babe, nothing. I really, I really, I, I got everything I want. Or his birthday. Babe, what you want for your birthday? Babe. We, you know, I'm not really a birthday person. Like, we just going to go big on your birthday. I'm like, dude. So that is what kind of makes it hard for me because I'm a very creative person. Like, I'm very thoughtful. Like, I know your favorite meal. I know your favorite snack. I write love letters. I write poems. Like, I'm just like a lover to the T. Like, that's the biggest thing for me. So I would just say y'all are very analytical very very analytical and a little bit of practicalness like i don't know though like i said everybody's different like you know there could be some magical virgos but i know he's like a he's more he's the practical one i'm the magical one right i'm the the one that wants the fairy tale and the practical parts of life
0: Yeah, and that's why I got work, that opposite. Because, yeah, I am practical. So, like, I'm Uh attracted attracted to guys that um, are really, like, they like to explore and be spontaneous because we can be so practical and organized to the T. Yes. Girl,
1: y'all are so organized and so punctual. Oh, my gosh. I'm the one that's late for dates, and he's the one that's, like, cussing me out, like, why aren't you here on time or stuff like that? Like he hates that about me. And I am, I will be late to my own funeral. Like, Oh yeah, no, me too.
0: I, I didn't get that <laughs> approach, right, being on time. But, yeah. So, <laughs> but it's amazing. I'm glad to see your day. I'm glad to see you're living life and loving. It. I am. I'm loving it, loving it. And you know what
1: I had to learn? I'm going to, I know you told me you're going to ask me this at the end, but I can't even hold it because it just flowed in alignment right now. One of my favorite quotes, love life so life can love you back. And that's not saying if you don't love life, life is not, is not going to love you, but you're not in the flow of receiving. You're not in the flow. You know what I mean? Like it's all about really being in the flow of what you want. You know, people, bad things happen to people and then they just take on this attitude of, well, nothing, nothing ever goes right for me. Nothing's going to work out for me or, oh, it's always something. Or if it's one thing, it's another. Right. But those are actually spells and prophecies that you are proclaiming on your life. Right. So I've been there when i when when i've hit rock bottom or when i've went through obstacles that i really didn't see a way in the physical of overcoming i too took on those attitudes those perspectives you know but like we said before it's all about your perspective so if you're looking at an obstacle like okay this is just another opportunity for god to show up in my life if you look at your obstacles like that man the things that God will do for you and really he'll really show you you know but it's like if you look at your obstacles like just oh here's another burden you know or whatever then it's like you're going to live in defeat. You're going to live in discouragement. And that's just a deeper hole to climb out of. So once I really became in tune with, you know what? I'm going to reclaim my power. Mm -hmm. And reclaiming your power is time and time again. It's not just... Oh, you go through this one obstacle. Okay, you learn how to reclaim your power. Then you don't ever have to do it again. Oh, no. This is a life-going thing, you know? And that's what I'm learning because I did, too, get to a point where I'm like, okay, like, I've healed. You know what I mean? So why do I feel like I have to keep healing? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you're going to have to keep healing. Like, as long as you're living, like, that means you're growing. That means you are changing constantly you know what i mean it's like you don't want to be stagnant i feel like that's when you feel dead that's when you don't feel the most alive is when you are just stagnant you know or you just get comfortable with with the your new norm you know and i i i don't get comfortable with my new norm i'm always creating new norms so it's always especially with being a mom like <laughs> a new norm every day
0: (laughs) right even though
1: you know I create systems and routines to help me there's still new norms you know right I never want to just get caught up in my everyday day-to-day life
0: it's like exactly and speaking on like those times where you've had to you know realign readjust and reclaim your time Mm -hmm. what is share with Mm us a specific time that you had to overcome an obstacle that you really remember and how you got uh-huh. on
1: Okay. Yeah. So, um, somebody asked me today, what brought me onto this path, you know, or what awakened me to this path? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a beautiful question because now that I have been awakened, I love to ask people, what mountain did you have to climb to get here? You know, because Not only does it intrigue me, but it gives, it brings hope into my soul for the belief of, you know, it's a process. This is, it's going to, it's a constant process. And, you know, to whom much is required, I mean, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. So that's when I learned that you know it was a lot required out of me I used to hate it like gosh why does my life have to be like this or why do I have to be the one sitting here doing this and the third and they get to do that but it was more of an inside voice telling me well you have a higher calling you know and that's not to say that I'm more than or less than but with like he says, many are called, few are chosen. So I always, actually, <laughs> since I was a young girl, I always told myself I was chosen. I've, I'm telling you, and that's why I say it's it's natural for me. It's just always been there. And so once I really accepted that, I would look at my obstacles different. So one of the greatest obstacles, you know, that I overcame, obviously, um, my kid's father passed away about two years ago, and I was, you know. I witnessed it. Um, I was pregnant, all of that, like the whole nine, you know? And like in the beginning, I used to just question God a lot and ask him, well, how could you save us? Cause it was me and my kid, my other our oldest in the car along with, you know, some of his brothers and sisters. But I'm just like, well, how could you save us and not save him too, you know? And then God told me one day, well, you know, I saved you because, and I took you through that great pain because you know what to do with it. You're going to bring others out of pain, mm-hmm. you know? And so once I heard him really clear, like, tell me that. it activated what I already knew. Mm -hmm. It just activated it for me. And so in the activation, it brought on a determination that I've never had before. It brought on a commitment that I've never had before. And that's why people need to understand that God is going to give you what you need when you need it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get it before you need it. You're going to get it exactly when you need it. I heard this cute story about a little girl who used to ride the train with her father. And her father would always give her her ticket right before they're about to walk on the train. Because he didn't want her to lose it or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty similar to the way that God works. Not saying that you're going to lose it, but it's going to be activated when you need it, you know? Right, So. It's the same grace. It's the same grace for us all. So I needed, he gave me what I needed when I needed it. So when I needed to, you know, be strong for our girls and not go into, I mean, I did go into depression. I went and I faced every, you know, five stages of grief and death and all that stuff. But it's about what I did with it. You know what I mean? And I think that's where people get stuck because they don't realize it's about how are you going to utilize it? How are you going to maximize that pain? Like, we're all going to go through pain. We're not, not everybody's kid's father is going to die or it's something, you know, super traumatic or whatever. But we're all going to face these times in life, these dark times, so to say, that it's going to require something out of you, you know? And it's all about what you do with it. So I did not, I knew that I did not want to stay where I was. I was just living. I was just doing what I was, I was busy. You know, I just, I was pregnant, but while I was pregnant, I was still caring for our other kid. So I was busy with her and she was only one at the time. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks later, I went into labor and gave birth to, you know, our youngest kid. Mm -hmm. And so I was busy. I was just so busy. I didn't have time to sit there and grieve or be, you know, so focused and consumed in that. So that was a part of, you know, my healing too, because I was just so busy. Now, I'm not saying that's the way to go, but that's what I needed then to keep on going. So when I finally did get the opportunity to, you know, start my grieving process and stuff like that, I was already mentally in a more empowered state of mind because I was just so busy, you know? But when God said, all right, enough of the busyness, now let's face this shit, I was able to face it with a more kind of confidence. And I was also able to say, it has been well that I've been afflicted, you know, because now I know how damn strong I am. Now I know that if I can overcome this, I can overcome anything. Now I learned a new skill. Now I learned how to be a a a, a, a a a what is it a harder hustler? You know, like it just awakened so many things in me that I did not know that I had.
0: Right, and had that not have happened, had that not have happened, I would have probably
1: been okay being mediocre. I wouldn't had envisioned. A life bigger than I even imagined, my biggest dream and his dream was just to have kids right. we both didn't have that fatherhood experience growing up. Um, my father was just a financial father, his father was a um, his father actually died when he was one, so we both always craved that fatherly touch. so I just believed hey if i if I pray to God, if I, you know, have a positive mindset and I don't mess with nobody, nobody's going to mess with me and mine, but the devil actually comes and, you know, messes with people who have a big calling, who have a big destiny, you know what I mean? So I had to get out of the place of, oh, I'm untouchable just because I'm a good person, you know? No, the, the it says it in the Bible, the just and the unjust get touched, period. And that's not saying, oh, my God, everybody's resonated get it touched. But it's just saying, like, especially if you believe in God. And that's another thing I had to learn, too. If they did it to Jesus, they could do it to me. You know what I mean? So it's like it just awakened me to just a higher calling and a higher anointing. And I also feel like the more battles that I got in it, it anointed me even more. You know what I mean? Like, the more that I had to fight a battle, the more of an anointing that I got on my life.
0: Right. Because cause you know not only you could have overcome that. Like, you know, there's evidence that there's a higher power. You know that God brought you.
1: Yeah, I have forces backing me. You know what I mean? Like, just because you might see stuff externally attacking you, you got to know deep down on the inside, you got plenty more angels and forces that are behind you, you know, that support you fully. And I, and I also had to change the limiting beliefs that I used to tell myself. Mm. I used to tell my, I, I had all these limiting, cause you know, when you go through something like a great pain, like even my kids, like, you know, now they don't have a father, you know, a biological father or whatever. So they could grow up feeling inadequate, God forbid. But you know what I mean? Like just in, or lacking of and they see other kids like this, that, and the third. And they're like, oh, where's my dad, this, that, and the third. But that's why they have such a strong mom. You see what I mean? Like i not saying I'm good. I can fill every void, but God instilled in me what I need to instill in them so that they don't feel inadequate so that they do realize, oh, I'm, I'm just a special kind of, you know, being that got to, you know, that had to go with this, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I'm literally that mom, like I pour so much self love and love into my kids that they could never question themselves. Like they are three and two right now. And, they know how beautiful they are. They know how amazing they are. Like they will, this is stuff they will tell you clear. They could speak it clearly. And I, you think, know, that's
0: so. I think that's the beautiful thing about life and death. It's like, even though, you know, he's physically not here with you, I'm sure you mm-hmm. you're still parent in a way with him and you definitely, yeah because you can still his spirit is still there, and I'm sure that you exactly yeah, you're connected enough to feel his spirit still there, yeah, your children are connected with you, and they are connected enough to feel his spirit also yeah so and
1: everything that I loved about him i it, it, it's in me now, you know what I mean like I've embraced it, like one thing about it, everybody who knows him says he had such a high spirit. he'll walk in the room, you could feel his spirit, his vibration's very high. Mm -hmm. i've embraced all of that i walk in a room god's glow is all on me like i don't even have to yes it could be a blind person and they feel my presence like so it's like everything that i love the most i've became you know what i mean right and i was already intuitive it was because like i told you it's, it's been in me my whole life but just imagine how much more powerful I am now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And especially the fact that I'm aware of my powers, it
0: lights it up even more, you know what I mean? Right. And then, so going back, you said, you know, you always had to ask, like, why me and all mm-hmm. of you were called. What are some specific things that you always had to come forward to do growing up because of this calling? Like, what are some examples?
1: Well, I mean, okay, some of the 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 pros would be I just always knew I was an extraordinary person. Uh-huh. Some of the cons would be I was like my family used to always call me extra. You know what I mean? It it would always be it it'll be like almost like I I just would have to I would have to rebuke a lot of things. So like, you know, and, it, and they don't know. They're not as conscious as you, so they don't even know what they're doing. You know what I mean? But like my mom would always tell me, oh, you just do too much, you know, or "Oh, just you just too much. Oh, you're so extra. Oh, Why do you? It's always something with you. So I heard that so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So growing up, not knowing how, you know, of my, you know, of the subconscious or whatever, it was like, I just always felt
0: alone. What like did, I always... Were you always like involved in events and activities or like helping other people? Like what made them say stuff like that? Like what things...
1: I just I just always stood out. Mm-hmm. I always stood out. Like whether it be an event or like me, any kind of like... Every, it was always natural for me. Any talent, anything, it just always... I always absorbed it naturally. My brother he would have to put in more work you know what i mean like my mom always said you were you're naturally smart you were always naturally smart you always had common sense like not saying my brother does not but it just was more natural for me it was always easy for me my brother he was more of a book smart like he had to study do you know what i mean do more work than i did um, so I, like i always just knew i was special but in that you know that path it it can be a very lonely path as well because you can't a lot of people can't relate to you you know what i mean so i mean i look at all the greats like they had to be in seclusion a lot because that's when your power almost is like most alive so for me it's like i didn't really like that like if i used to tell god I did not ask you for this. Like, this is, I don't, you could take it back. I don't want this. Like, if I could just have my old life and my old ways back, I will live in that. Like, and that's why God had to, you know, step in and do stuff the way that he did it according to his plan, because he knew uh, under my will, I wasn't going to do all that. Right. So it's like, that path can be lonesome. That path can be scary but it's like the most rewarding so i guess now that the place that i'm at since i've mastered some of you know the levels it's like now that i know that i just you know kind of flow in life more rather than just keep trying to be in control like i've just released control and i just kind of grow with the flow of things
0: right and you help others reach into their potential or tap into their potential because really we're all called and we all have this potential but not everybody realizes it and taps into it so mm-hmm. I'm glad that mm-hmm. you have a platform where you instill this in others because I know I grew up with the same kind of criticism especially mm-hmm. like in college a lot of people like my friends would call me a shiner all because mm-hmm. I would do stuff all dumb or really it's like I guess they were criticizing that I stepped into God's light. And it's just like, yep. instead of criticizing me and you're my friend, why don't you do the same thing? You have the same. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I love because how- some people aren't really aware though. They're, they they do not know that they have the same capability. So mm-hmm. I feel like with me, like, especially to, cause people ask me, well, how do you get through to people who just don't get it? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't. I just embody it. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's the thing. Like I learned something today. It's like you can have knowledge, but wisdom is actually applying the knowledge. It's actually practicing it. So that's like, if I know so much and this, that, and the third, but I don't ever embody it. How is somebody gonna really understand the meaningfulness of what it actually means? You know? So it's like, Cause I used to feel like, dang, like, why don't they get it? Like, but now I just get that, you know what? It's for who it's for. And that's, that's who, uh, that's who I really focus on because it comes with a lot. It's, it's, it comes with a lot, you know, there's a price to this, but it's like, when you understand that it's for whoever it's for,
0: you don't give up.
1: You don't quit. It reminds you why you started.
0: Right. And I know this is this podcast is, you know, specifically called Black Girls in Media, but I'm glad we're having this conversation because... Black Girls in Media is a faith-based organization. The only thing that, the only thing going to, whatever we do, is faith and a higher power. So, um, I definitely knew that this episode was necessary for anyone to tap into themselves and just become their best selves. You have to have God in it, and I definitely definitely have message. Um, what would you tell what's one thing you would tell younger Abby um
1: I would tell my younger self don't you ever dim your light um Mm -hmm. go where the magic is and don't be afraid of it you know um growing up like for me growing up it was a lot of be quiet! Oh, you're too this or too that, and so I got conditioned and trained to feel like I'm too much of this, too much of that. But all along, it was it was never a bad thing. And I don't even look at things like good or bad. But it's like it became a bad. It, I started to look at it as a bad thing because it was like, you know, me getting disciplined or ridiculed about it. So I just grew up kind of it, it, it created like a doubt in myself you know what I mean mm-hmm. um if you if you hear you're to this you're to that your whole life then when you grow up there's a lot of things that you have to break free from hearing mm-hmm. that you have to remind you say no you're not to this you're not to that you are enough you are exactly what you need to be you are exactly where you're supposed to be you know, when I dropped out of college, I heard that oh now what are you going to do with your life? When I had a kid at 19, oh, she ain't going to be shit. When Then when I had a second kid a year later, oh, now you really ain't going to be shit Two kids? Right. Oh, god. So I will tell anybody that you define your own life. Don't allow other people to define your life based on your circumstances or let them define their own life you know what I mean I wouldn't get so attached to anything really don't get so attached to anything especially words like let it fly especially if it doesn't apply and create 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 you know create your own world create your own reality don't allow whether it be parents or aunties grandma cousin whoever to create a reality for you and the way they can do that is by prophesying things over you and you depositing that into your soul there's a way that they can say stuff and you don't deposit it you don't and you don't even have to you know, broadcast it out loud. Nah, you wrong. I ain't listening to that, whatever. You don't even have to do all of that. It's all energy. So if you don't agree and you don't feel comfortable as far as telling them you don't agree, say it in your head. Let your soul hear that. I don't agree with that. That's not true. Let your soul hear it. Feed your soul more. I didn't start feeding my soul till my soul was crying out for me to feed it. So I would tell my younger self to practice you sooner. I didn't really start practicing me until I didn't have no choice because, you know, shit happens. And now I'm like, well, damn, who the fuck am I? You know, but. I would practice me sooner. That's another thing. That's not something they teach us in schools or when we're younger. They don't teach us about meditation, sitting still, taking time within self, learning yourself. That's not something that people are really just putting out here for you to do. But how else do you learn you? You learn a guy you like, you learn a relationship how by quality time. Right. So it's like now that people get older, it's like they fear time with themselves more or they don't care for it or it doesn't mean much to them because we weren't trained or conditioned to believe that it was important.
0: That's why you have so many broken moms and dads, because they're putting this anger out on their children because they don't even know themselves.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I would definitely encourage all you beautiful souls out there too is to spend as much time with yourself as you can. And, you know, after my kid's father died, um, well, prior to him dying, you know, I was in a relationship with him since I was like 14, 15. And then before that I was in another long relationship. So it's like, I was always in a relationship, but after he died, I told God, I said, all right, now we're going to do this your way you know, I said, look, I literally held my hands out, you know, Mm -hmm. look to the sky, like, here's my broken heart, you Mm -hmm. know, I don't want to stay here. And if I'm still alive and breathing, then we can do something with this. So I literally gave him my heart like broken in pieces, all the little broken pieces. And he just created a whole new heart in me. So I was single about I just got in this relationship in November. So I've been single, like, A year and a half. And it was the best time ever. I would take myself on dates. I would work out with myself. I would cook for myself. I would go on walks by myself. I mean, I just had a blast. Like, it was literally me, God, and my kids, you know, dating. Like, it was just the coolest, most funnest time. A lot of people look at singleness like a problem, they look at singleness like, dang, what's wrong with you? right you know and it's like no what's right with me oh i love me i can spend time with me alone and not feel bad i can learn more about me like it's i would suggest i would encourage singles to start asking themselves what's right with me instead of what's wrong with me you
0: mm-hmm. know and for the ladies i know me i've been single for a little while um but i'm okay. in see it i'm loving myself but so For us single ladies, when is the best time or how do you know when you're ready to date? Because I'm sure you have been approached so many times because, y'all, you know, Abby is fine. (laughs) (laughs) So this new guy, how did you accept him and how did you know, like, okay, it's time?
1: So, okay. The way it presents itself, you just know. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I've been approached millions of times. And my soul never just told me so. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but this, it it, pre- it presented itself and my soul said yes. That's yeah. how I knew. Like my soul said yes. And so obviously going having experienced trauma or whatever kind of baggage I have, obviously there comes like, you know, some little blockages, but those are stepping stones instead of me looking at it like blockage I looked at it as a stepping stone this is another chance for me to grow you know what I mean like when I had to when I told you know my kid's father's mother that I'm dating that was a stepping stone for me like because I lived in a box for a long time I'm like gosh is people gonna think it's too soon or just like and this was before I was even dating you know what I mean And I was just in a box, like, especially when Nick first died. I I counted myself out of love. I'm like, oh, no, no love for me. This is where I have to be. Like, there's, you know, and it was like, again, back to the limiting stories that I had to stop telling myself. It's like I had to train myself from saying. Well, this is the end. To no, I deserve love. I'm a great woman. I'm, you know, like I had to train myself, so I just had to change my limiting stories, um, and then you know, with my, I'm gonna speak it into existence with so my soon-to-be husband. Yes. Uh, yes. With my soon-to-be husband, I had to change the game up. Like, I could no longer retreat and resort back to my old ways. I had to put all of that in the past. And it's a constant process. I mean, I definitely still get triggers and all that stuff, but he works with me, like, He doesn't let me go through anything by myself. And that was another thing that God was telling me as well. Like, you don't have to go through anything else by yourself, you know? And literally, he said that to me one day. Like, I literally tried to break up with him. Like, look, I'm just going through it. I don't even know what I'm going through. I can't tell you. But listen, I need to break up with you. And he's like, no, you're not breaking up with me. Like, I need to be going through whatever you're going through or at least be there with you. And that just really stuck with me. And I'm like, wow, this is some new shit. Like, let me, you know, act new. I don't need to, you know. So, I mean, it's definitely a process, but I'm, like I told you, I'm loving it. My kids, they love him. Like they, oh, and that's another way I knew too, my kids. Yeah. Right. Because we we met at the park.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. I was
1: taking my kids.
0: Huh? How natural is that? So
1: organic, girl. But I was taking my kids to the park after school, and he um he has some kids too, or whatever. But um, and that's another thing. I was like scared, to, you know, because I always told myself I would never talk to a guy with kids. But it's actually crazy. He understands me more than a guy who don't have kids. Like little things, like one day, like his daughters love shore And so do mine. And they both love the same flavor. So one day he was like, he had somebody getting him some PediaSure, a box of PediaSure. And I hear him on the phone like, yeah, get the um, vanilla PediaSure. And I was like, oh, my babies love PediaSure. That's so cute. And he was like, yeah, get two boxes. (laughs) You know, so it's like little things like just confirm, And it's just so cute. Like we just have a blast. yeah that's where we met at the park he was i had just picked up the girls oh oh my gosh and then girl second confirmation so we meet at the park i was there my kids are in their uniform we're walking up he's the only person at the park with his son Uh and he's there his son is in his uniform so before i looked at him like damn this this man is fine And I'm sure before he he looked at me like, damn, she's fine. We both admired each other's parenthood. Mm. Like, we both was like, damn, that's what's up. Like, you know what I mean? And, girl, a couple days later, I'm dropping my kids off at school. Why does his son go to my kid's school? Wow. So we seen each other at the school. But that, that first that first day we seen each other at the park we didn't um speak like our souls spoke but we didn't speak physically.
0: Oh. Oh. Yeah. So, were I know you were loving yourself and getting to yourself more but were you praying for a husband yet or no?
1: Um I don't know if I was specific. Um I'm I know I was praying like I would I always pray for love like mm-hmm is a part of my prayer, but it's not like, I don't know if I was as specific currently right now, what I'm I'm doing a 31 day, um, devotional prayer for my husband specifically. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a short little prayer I do. And then I have some verses that like back up the prayer Mm-hmm. And it's really short. It could take you like five minutes, but I've been doing it. I'm on day ten today. Share
0: that with me, so too.
1: because I will. I will share it with you. Yeah, it's like it. It because this is the thing. Like, ask, and it and you it shall be given. Um, I recently. Well, not recently, probably like a year ago, I started listening to Abraham Hicks. I would definitely encourage anybody listening to this podcast to do some research on her, listen to her stuff. Um, she has a book. It's called Asking a Shall Be Given. That's a great book to read. Another book that is amazing um, that really helped me tap into myself, too, is You Are a Badass. It's like amazing. Um, and then my 21 Day Devotional of course it's like just amazing to tap into yourself and just like because fasting and stuff like that and, and and believing for something consistently is is very major like we'll pray for something and then if it doesn't happen quick enough then it wasn't meant to be or this that and the third but it's like everything takes work everything is a process so you know once I really just got in tune with that like I'm like, you know what? It's a process. It's a process. Nothing just happens overnight.
0: Right. So
1: continue investing in your process and you will see the fruitfulness of it. But if you give up too quick, then you're never going to see it. Exactly.
0: I know you shared with us an amazing quote already. Do you have another one? Yes. Okay.
1: Okay. Let me think. Let me think. I would just say, don't fear. God is always near.
0: Yeah,
1: And it might sound cliche, but the truth of the matter is once we really deposit that, it could be any kind of, anything you go through really. It could be a, a small obstacle. You just caught a flat tire or whatever. Or if the you
0: hold on. Thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you hold on to that that small little inner piece like it doesn't you don't even have to like it says the faith of a sm- of a mustard seed do you not know how tiny that is not much at all it's so small but if in if you go into your dark times or your dark moments and increase your faith rather than decrease it you will see manifestation and dreams and a life that you couldn't even had imagined for yourself so I would just say go into, go into the battle, go into the trauma, go into your past um, failures or whatever it is, with an increase on your faith. And if you go through something and you feel like you're, st- oh my gosh, a red bird, hey angel. Mm-hmm. Hiya! oh that is beautiful you see guys a, a red bird just oh my gosh uh, a cardinal. Oh. yes uh, that's an angel right there oh yes. that's beautiful and butterflies. <laughs> kind of yes girl yes that's lovely they're loving the conversation yeah. but yeah so if you go into any kind of fear any doubt and you increase rather than decrease, Uh God will show out in your life and he will continue to show out. And then you will not only feel better, but you will practice a more abundant way of living. You see, it's all about your vibrations. Like I, I have this thing that when I wake up, like I don't just jump on my phone. I, I set the tone of my vibrations for the day. And so I feel like, oh, and you know what? I do got a new quote for y'all. How you start your day is how you love your life. Now, when people start their day, it could easily be grumpy, like, oh, I got to do this, got to do that. But if you get out of bed and you're like, oh, thank you for a new day, and you literally look for the beauty, the beauty will find you. But if you look for problems, say you get out your bed, you stub your toe, you're like, fuck, damn, Mm ugh, you know? Then you go to the toothpaste and you barely got any toothpaste left and you're like, ugh, now this. You are setting those vibrations into the universe. And the universe doesn't care if your vibrations are jokes in a jokingly form, or if, if you claim you're not being serious, whatever, they just take it and run with it. So it's like, I really like, really look for the beauty. And I see so much beauty. I'm sitting outside, the trees are blowing so lovely. Like, I'm looking at that as the wind blowing in my favor. You know, I just seen a cardinal, cardinal i'm looking at that like yeah angels in the universe is loving my 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 thoughts and my vibration so it's just like i literally i look for the good and the good finds me it comes love
0: that so what are you currently working on and what okay yeah let us know Okay, so currently I'm about
1: to release my second book, um, and you guys are the first to know the actual dates. It will be on National Widow Day. It's a book about empowering the widow. Um, it's called Words of Wisdom for a Widow, and we, it's uh, me along with a few more women who are also widows. But we are, you know, obviously sharing our experience, but beyond sharing our experience, we're sharing the wisdom that it brought us. So it's, it's going to help so many people. I know it's going to leave a huge impact on, you know, the world and even after I go, you know, so I'm very, very excited to be delivering this to the world and, you know, the people who it's going to help. Um. And like I said, it'll be releasing on National Widow Day. So uh, Words of Wisdom for Widows.
0: Words of Wisdom for Widows. And then your first book, what is that called?
1: My first book is called Set the Tone, and it's a 21-day devotional. And the motive behind that was really to, you know, in 21 days, you can create a habit, you know? Um, It takes actually 30 days to make it like a lifestyle, but... In 21 days, you can create a new life, you can create a whole new life, and so that was the motivation for me to, you know, create this. I have daily affirmations, you know, if you're empowering yourself every day, the power of I am blessed, I am the head and not the tail, I am above and not like the power of pouring this into your life daily, Mm -hmm. consistently. And actually believing it, you can create a whole new you. Mm. So I really just felt like people needed that. I I knew I needed it. So I felt like other people needed it. So, you know, it's filled with your daily affirmations. It's filled with your daily goal list. It's filled with your um, daily gratitude list. That's another power people need to understand. The power of gratitude. You know, if you can focus on everything that you do have and stop putting so much energy on what's missing, you will live in abundance because you God will pour into you overflow. But if you're not even appreciative of the car you have, you don't take care of it, you treat it like a piece of shit because it's not that g-wagon that you want or you don't have the mansion that you want so you don't even keep up with your apartment and feel alive in it and fill it up with healthy abundant vibe, vibe um vibrance then what makes you think that you should even you're gonna treat you know what's to come with gratitude you know so that's very important so I just filled it up with everything that I believed was very impo- important and helped me create a, a, a new and improved version of myself
0: mm-hmm. and just like that book that you picked up in the library that was a sign now yeah mm-hmm. you're creating projects that will live on forever that can help someone else just like that book helped you so
1: that definitely so good I'm so proud of you and thank like, you so much and I mean even this podcast you the same I can say about you you know like thank you for being you thank you for doing this for going through with it I mean even our emails and everything I was like wow this girl is on point I love it you know even when I first seen you that day I was like oh she is super gorgeous. like even when I see you doing your thing, I'm like, yes, queen, go ahead, girl, you know, so you definitely have more support than you know. And you definitely have more people behind you than you know, you know what I mean? So even to all the queens out there, I would definitely just want to remind you guys that you are stronger than you think you are supported in every angle. And you have more than what it takes. Mm -hmm. So let's tap in. You know, allow this day to be day one of my day of my most appreciation, day one of my the most gratitude. Like, it's just a new day. This is a great day. This is a beautiful day. This is an an amazing day. This is a great day to have a great day. So I definitely hope you guys can feel the vibrations through the phone. And I definitely want you to get into receiving mode because it's time. It definitely, it's time.
0: Where can everyone follow you, Abby?
1: So on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at a b b y r o s e l y n n. So that's Abby Roselyn, and I'm on Twitter as well. I just got back on there, but it's Abby Roselyn as well, and um. You know the link in my Instagram bio has access to my books. Um, my um, podcast is on there as well, and just different kind of resources that I have on there. I have great surveys crit- for critical thinking to help you learn more about yourself. Mm-hmm. So I have different resources on there um, that can really assist you with you know growing into a. A higher being
0: good and I'll listen to in the show notes as well but I want to say thank you so much again and yes thank you for having me yes when all this is over I'll be in Atlanta again soon so we have to catch oh, up yes we will we will. Well enjoy the rest of your day and I will talk to you soon Abby. Thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you follow, subscribe to us for more and thank you so much again.
1: Thank you girl. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.